Hello and welcome to another episode, another show. We are here today with the lovely Kim Fromm. She is a wonderful, wonderful human being and I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Kim Fromm is a health and wellness coach through Herbalife Nutrition and today we are going to be talking all about weight loss journeys. We're going to be talking about mindset, which is a key component to anything we want to do in life, how to stay motivated, and maybe even some nutrition tips. Please join me in welcoming Kim to the show. Welcome, Kim. How are you doing? Thank you so much. Um, I'm super excited. I've been anticipating this for a while, and um, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to just share a little bit about all the things that you mentioned and, uh, you know, you might tangent a little bit, but that's okay. I don't know if you want me to share where I'm from or any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself, Kim. Where are you from? What is your story like? How did you get into being a health and wellness coach? I'm from the amazing, beautiful Pacific Northwest. uh, And Washington State is where I live. And you know, it's known for the rain, but today it's gorgeous and spring like which gives us all hope and um, a little extra vitamin D, which I'm all about. I have lived in this cute little town called Battleground for most of my life moved here when I was three just, you know, took root here. I've traveled and I've gone places, but I always feel drawn to be back here and help and serve my community. Um, I come from an entrepreneurial background. My parents have owned numerous businesses. I was raised around um, that self-drive and hardworking mindset and see my parents both do it. They still work very well together like a team. And and I I think that's just ingrained in myself. It's also, I have a younger brother, same thing, just entrepreneurial spirit. So for me, I never wanted to really have a boss. Like I had bosses. I didn't like having bosses. I wanted to be the boss. I tolerated the bosses. Um, But I knew in my heart, that's just not, that wasn't the direction for me. I, and I also want to serve my community. So things just started to merge and, and you know, go in that direction as I started my own uh, weight loss journey over almost 19 years ago. So I have my children, my two boys that um, my oldest celebrates his 22nd birthday tomorrow, which is really crazy. And then next week, my youngest is going to be 20. So I will have successfully survived the teenage years. My husband and I both like high five this morning. We're like, we're, we're, we're no longer going to have to do it. It's amazing. <laughs> and so uh, it goes really fast, but I knew I wanted to be um, present with my boys. I wanted to be a present mom. And I, I was doing uh, some part-time um, machine quilting. And I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but I ran a long arm machine, worked alongside my grandma so that I could have my boys with me. And mm-hmm. when I, saw that I was tired all the time. My boys were toddlers running around and I, I knew I needed to lose some weight and I had never tried any organized diet program or plan at all. I just thought, Oh, I've got to go exercise. That's the answer. Well, it's not, it's nutrition and a little exercise and however <laughs> I want to do that. And I, I saw others, um, 
you know, doing Herbalife, my dad got amazing results. So, you know, I thought I need to lose some weight. Let me just give it a try. I'll try it for a month. And my body was like, "Woo! this is amazing. You let's go. And it just, it just started responding so well. And I went on to lose 50 pounds pretty quickly. Wow. Uh, not typical. Um, I think, and, and this is kind of what we want to talk about is mindset. I was ready. I knew that I no longer wanted to have my clothes continuing to get tighter. And maybe some of us have relate this through COVID. Like you start to feel your clothes getting tighter through quarantine. Like I knew I did not want that. And I also knew I was tired all the time. And of course, moms of young ones are tired, but I didn't, I knew that there was something better. So I was ready to make that change. And, and for me, I'm, I'm a stubborn individual. So, um, and I thought if I'm going to be spending money on something, or I'm going to be putting effort into something, it better pay off. And I'm going to do it to its completeness. I'm going to get every penny out of my efforts because it's, it's not, I'm not necessarily all or nothing. I'm, I'm going to give it my all because I know what's possible and I'm going to make sure that my all is going to produce a result and I'm not going to be like wishy-washy about it because mm-hmm. that's a waste of time. So that's why I, you know, it's not typical, but I did lose, you know, 40 pounds in four months, totally transformed to my body shrinking my clothes. You know, I couldn't believe it. I had to have my mom go shopping with me because she knew I had always struggled with my weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm tall. I'm five, nine, and it's hard to find pants that fit for length. And then when you're overweight, it's even harder to find them fit for your waist and everything else. So she mm-hmm. knew my struggle. And, and after I'd lost like 35 pounds or something, I'm like, mom, are this is, are these pants really like fitting me? Like, you know what my butt used to look like? Like, is this okay? Like this normal? She's like, honey, that's what's happening. It's for reals. Your pants are fitting better. It's so great. You know, <laughs> sometimes you have to pinch yourself and go, is this for real? So, and then, and then I started doing a little bit of exercise because you feel better, right? With good nutrition, mm-hmm. with good hydration, and being consistent, you start to then feel that energy to do other things, to be even better during your day for all the extras, you know, to chase the kids, to do the housework, to do the work that you want to do, to go exercise even more. So, um, you know, that, that was the beginning. That was the start of my journey. Um, I then, you know, fast forward, people started noticing they wanted to get a taste of what I was doing because they, they'd seen what I used to look like. And, um, I thought, well, maybe I should do something here. Maybe I can help others do feel and experience what I have. And I knew that I could do it with a company that has been established. I knew that the the system was already there. Um, and it worked for me obviously. Mm -hmm. So why not just continue with that? Um, and to me, that answer is easy and I can just guide people. Well, then that fuels the fire of celebrating what people are achieving for their health and their wellness and, and their transformation. And it made me hungry for more. And I knew mm-hmm. that this is somewhere I want to go. I want to be able to help people on a larger scale and um, help them find 
that that drive and that motivation to unlock their best self. Because I knew that that was possible. I knew, I know that that's what's possible for everybody. And that's, it does start with that decision to say yes. And then I can help, you know, I kind of help develop them in their mindset um, through accountability uh, and, you know, guidance, um, information. I feel like knowledge is of, of nutrition always learning and sharing what I learn with others so that they can use that in their daily tools. And, and I think that just, you know, over time, I, I sit back and I try and be a better listener than anything else to what people's needs and what they're looking for. Cause some people, they don't want to be a bodybuilder or some, they just want to be able to have the energy to go for a walk with their kids or their dogs or even themselves, you know, and mm-hmm. so, everybody's goals are different. So being a good Mm -hmm. listener to what their needs are and then customizing how we can address those, they change over time. They can morph, they can develop. They, as they learn more about themselves and unlocking what's possible and what their potential is, they, their goals can change. And I love being alongside them with that. You know, I, over the years I've coached, um, let's just take, you know, this young gal that's in just out of high school and she needs to lose a little weight. She's contacted me. We get her started. Um, I, we do accountability checkups and check-ins and I help her with her results. Okay. Then she gets married. Then she has her first child and she's learned that those tools of good nutrition and she's utilizing them. We stay in touch and now she's had four kids, right? Like wow. I get to witness and watch how just one simple decision can then change the legacy of her family's health because of those knowledge and tools and things that I have shared with her, but I'm just the vessel of that information. I'm just that person to check in with her and account, help her with her accountability um, and be that person that says, it's okay. You just had a child. Let's reboot. Let's revisit how we can get you back to, you know, fighting weight where you want to be that kind of thing. So, um, you know, people come and go and they, I, I'm never like, um, a nag or somebody who, who is pressuring, anybody out of their comfort zone, but I do kind of, we talk about like, where do you want to go? Um, where's your belief on how you can go and why you don't feel you could, or why you do think you can. And let's build on that strength and work with positive, you know, affirmations and, you know, mindset, like we mentioned is, is part of that setup part of like, okay, when I'm talking to you two days in your program, you know, where are you? Um, we don't look at the failures. We look at what you did right. We look at what can be better today or tomorrow and through like the weekend. We're on the weekend. So like a lot of times people are like, don't let the weekend ruin your whole hard work of week. Whole week, um, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole phrase and it's I'm not saying it right. Um, don't let the weekend be your week's end or something like that. Yeah. 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 That's it. So, um, and then, you know, I working with my community first focusing on, uh, 
how I can help locally, but I can also help people globally. And that's another thing that really fires me up is that it, the potential to help people, we all have that innate need to feel good, to, to be happy and to feel like we're at our best and that's universal. So it's unlimited as far as um, how you can spread that love and how you can help other people. And that, so that fires me up too. Um, and as the years drifted, um, you know, I was working part-time helping people because my boys were little and I wanted to be present and, you know, go to school things, do their sports. There's years, blocks of years that I don't remember what years they were because we were running crazy, but I always had that ability to help people in any niche, which I thought was also a gift because, you know, there's, there's athletes, there's team moms and team dads that they're running just as ragged. And how can I help them? You know, at the school, the teachers, how can I help them? And, you know, cause they're helping our kids, you know, maybe there's a way that I could give mm-hmm. back that way. And so that was part-time doing things around the, the family and the kids schedules. And then when um, they were a little bit older, about 10 years ago, I had the opportunity to purchase a nutrition club in my town. And I knew, yeah, I thought this is going to be the biggest way to help even more um, and, and help my town like this, this my town. And our town has been growing like crazy. And I'm like, this is going to be so amazing. And I didn't know what I was, I kind of knew what I was getting into, but um, it has really been amazing because it has been a place for um, balance, been a place for um, just like a family atmosphere, but at the same time, you know, growth, people come and go every day, getting the nutrition that they want for breakfast, lunch, snack, whatever, energy, all these things, plus support from my team and myself. We are there to help coach you know, people to their goals on a larger scale. And I always feel like every day our job isn't done. And I know that there's more people that need help. Um, and I can use yesterday as an example. We had some people come in that had never been there before. And the second they walked in, they're like, oh, this is, this feels good in here. Like, that's what they said. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I am so glad because that's what we wanted to feel like for you. And, uh, and, and I'm just grateful, like through, even through, you know, shutdowns and, and COVID restrictions and all that stuff, we've been able to be open and help through that process. And I can't believe it's been a year. It's really kind of crazy to think that, but then, you know, it just reminds me the mission is never done of helping more and more people in 2013. I thought, Hey, Maybe we should start some fitness classes. That's another way to reach people. And I knew nothing about teaching fitness classes. I've attended fitness classes. I have, I even took them in college, you know, just for that e-credit. I, I learned from others. There's so many resources, of course, to learn how, but a couple of us would just decide, hey, let's, let's run a workout and let the town know, let people know, and whoever showed up. We're going to benefit no matter what, because we're getting a workout in and others can mm-hmm. 
get one too. We've been doing that since 2013, which is crazy too, but it's not a big scale thing. But with COVID, we went and did uh, the Zoom option. So we do some of that. And sometimes there's more people on Zoom than there are in person. There's just something about being in person, of course. You know, like I wish that we were meeting in person, but maybe someday, you know. Yeah. Washington's so, just across the border and across the country from me. So it's not oh, yeah. that far. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> just a short flight. So I guess, you know, that's just some of the things, but back to mindset. I think, you know, starting each day with the decisions, like actually it starts the night before and, and you've maybe heard that is that you set yourself up for success the night before you write down the things that you want to achieve or things that need to get accomplished um, or things that you need to work on. And then a couple positive affirmations about what needs to go alongside those goals and and then review them real quick. And then the next day you look at them and you're like, okay, um, this is my plan for the day. I always write in my journal, say, you know, with grateful thought, what uh, my intentions are for the day, how can I help or what is my m- mission today of who am I encountering that I can spread positivity and um, guidance to. And that then just sets up the mindset. I, you know, sets up the decisions that you make throughout the day. We are tempted every single day, and then we'll talk about nutrition here for a second, because we're tempted every day to eat things that we shouldn't eat, like <laughs> brownies. <laughs> brownies. Brownies are a thing, you know, chocolate. I love chocolate. Me too. But you know what? What happens if we ate that every single day in excess? It would drift us away from our goals that drift us away from good health and balance and energy and everything else. And um, just like anything in excess creates an imbalance. Again, starting with a decision, Hey, um, summer's coming. I want to look and feel a certain way. I want my swimsuit to be just right. Uh, if we're going to travel, I, I, I want to be happy in how I, I look and how I feel. If I eat that plate of brownies today, would that help with my goal or would it take me away from my goal? If I say or give little tiny excuses of, well, just, just one more serving of my favorite pasta dish that I love so much, it won't be a big deal. But if I did that every single day, giving that little excuse, it just drifts you away further and further. And then it becomes a habit becomes a pattern. It becomes a routine. It becomes an acceptance of that's okay. That's just how I eat, or that's just what I eat. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong, you know? And then we drift away and then we go, Oh my gosh, I have gained 10 pounds. Oh my gosh. I've, you know, my pants don't fit anymore. So then you have that corrective decision, you know, Oh, I'm fine. Or no, got to get back, <laughs> you know? And for me, I would never want to look or feel how I did 19 years ago. Nope. Don't want to be there. So um, every single day I'm like, if I do this, is that the right track? If I eat this, is that the right track? And, you know, weighing that, that option Um, and having that, that dialogue with yourself is, is okay. It's, it's necessary. We're talking to ourselves all day long in our heads. Good, bad, bad, ugly, all in there. I think if you're setting yourself up and if part of your daily morning affirmations are, I'm going to make the right decisions that help me towards my goals or help me maintain my goals, then 
that gives you that verbal power. And then if you are writing it down or putting it somewhere that you see it, you read it again and you go, yep, I did it yesterday. I can do it again today. And I'm going to affirm that goal. And those Mm -hmm. are some of the things I share, you know, with my clients, again, listening better, listening to what their needs. A lot of times um, I I run across people that are emotional eaters and that's me. (laughs) So, you know, and that's very common. Like when you have something happen, your, your comfort is to go to food. Um, I don't know about you, but a lot of times it starts at a very young age mm-hmm. because of things that we encountered growing up. And this is something I've learned through my experience and trainings, um, just dealing with with some of my clients. And I personally am not an emotional eater. So this is a skill I wanted to develop to understand um, where, where people come from on that. It's easy to be comforted, you know, when you're a child child screaming, the child's upset. Maybe you're in the grocery store and they're having a full on fit and you're like, here's a sucker, be quiet. Or, mm-hmm. oh, oh, if you're good, I'll go get you the, the sprinkled donut that you love. Or, yeah. oh, you, you have an owie, that's okay. Let's get you a popsicle. Or, oh, I made you brownies. And it's so that's kind of, that- kind, of treating, kind of treating children like dogs for a reward purpose. If you behave, you will be rewarded with food. Like we're not dogs. We're human beings and rewarding us with food reinforces that, that comfort from the food that we are seeking from human interaction. Yes. Yes. And so many times that sets up a chemical reaction, right? In your brain that this feels good. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I had a terrible day at work or I had a hard day at school. I need to go have a glass of wine and have that favorite cheesecake. I just, I earned it. Yeah. And I I think it's really interesting too. You made mention about the patterns, you know, so you're talking about mindset and by doing, doing the practice the night before you're sort of reinforcing the good neural pathways, the neural, the neural firing that you want to have happen, the pattern that you want to have happen in hopes that we will break the pattern that has been previously happening. I think it's very important to acknowledge that a lot of people, uh, you know, and I, I say this from my own experience, emotional eating was something that I did to cope. And I had no idea that I was even doing it. I, I had no idea that I was, you know, like I, I would sleepwalk in, and wake up with a jar of peanut butter in my bed. And I had no idea that this was going on. And I was like, what the heck? Like, why is there a jar of peanut butter? In my, why do I taste peanut butter everywhere? You know, I didn't know. And, you know, a big part of that was because I, I was completely disassociated from my body because it didn't feel good or safe to be in my body. And I, I always use food for comfort because food doesn't judge you. Food doesn't, you know, yeah, it might make you feel like crap afterwards, depending on what you eat and how much you eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it was something that couldn't turn me away or couldn't reject me or couldn't abandon me or whatever I was feeling in the moment. And I remember when I was uh, prepping for competition, and I think competition was what really unearthed a lot of the traumas or whatever that I had around food and like the, you know, the addictions around food or the emotional eating or whatever I was experiencing at the time. I can remember my coach said to me, you know what I do for a cheat meal? I said, what do you do? She's like, I, tr- I give myself one hour and I eat as much food as I can in that one hour. I'm not kidding you. I can eat a lot of food in an hour. An hour is a long time to spend eating. I remember like three or four times where I literally ate myself into a coma. Like I would pass out 
from eating. Oh. And I was like, I'm like, what, like, why am I doing this to myself? And I just think it's, um, it's something that people don't talk about. I've met thousands of women who are exactly, you know, where I was 10 years ago, like they're struggling with their eating, they don't understand why they eat that way. They can't, they can't change the, you know, the neural pathways and, and getting to the root of what stemmed the pattern. And then understanding how many patterns have been compounded on top of that. Yeah. You know, and like you said, justifying it. Yeah. We do it. We do it once. We're like, oh, well, I went for a two hour walk instead of a one hour walk. So I, I deserve to have that, that extra Oreo tonight. And then you're eating the whole box of Oreos. And it's like, well, that wasn't worth the extra hour walk. Now was it? Yeah. I mean, and it can be very, very hard to break those patterns. And mm-hmm. and it can be compounded by the environment that you yes. are surrounded. Um, you know, work, home, your friends, you know, who you who you associate with. All oh, it's a huge package. Like there, mm-hmm. there's so much to unwrap and and just the simple patterns that you're in. And how you can, if you want to change those patterns, what else do you have to change as well? And that can be scary. That can be daunting, you know, Mm -hmm. but again, Mm -hmm. how badly do you want or how badly do you need it? Some people are forced to, because of, you know, their health has declined, you know, maybe they got diagnosed with something and all of a sudden they are forced to change their patterns and go a whole different direction. I try to encourage people to not reach that point. Don't go to that all or nothing because that's an all or nothing point. Mm-hmm. Be in control now. You know, make the choices now that set up the patterns for later. Um, mm-hmm. That continue the lifestyle. Um, you know, people are always like, "Is it a diet?" Or I don't want to go on a diet, or I have to go on a diet. And I'm always like, "It's not. This is not a diet. This is." Uh, a healthy lifestyle shift. This is so that you are empowered to make decisions for long-term wellness. And I have tools that can help you. I will give you knowledge and I will share what, where and how you can get there, but it comes down to your decision to want to. I think that really is the starting point is giving them that permission to make that change, Mm. giving them that PowerPoint to say, yeah, I got to do something now. You know, I got to do it for my kids. I got to do it for my spouse. No, you got to do it for yourself first and foremost. Be stubborn about your health. Be stubborn about your well-being first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I was told I'm very stubborn. I guess I've tried to use that (laughs) skill for good. Trying Mm -hmm. to tell people because I, you know, mainly I deal with the moms and that trickles then to their husbands or their spouse or their, you know, loved ones. Mm-hmm. A lot of moms don't have that identity of stubbornness. And I'm like, come on, girl, starts with you, starts with yeah. you and how you want to be. Because when you are at your best or you are on a journey to be at your best, everything else can fall into place. You're stronger and better mm-hmm. for your child, you're stronger and better for your job. You're stronger and better for everybody you encounter. That is probably really one of the most amazing things to see people unlock and continue. You know, I'll have people come to me and I haven't seen them in years and be like, so glad, you know, that I got started or I'm so glad that I, they did make that decision to get healthier because, you know, now they, some of them had trouble conceiving, 
and they just needed mm-hmm. some balance in their bodies to to let it be able to get you know pregnant or whatever some for sports having that balance of nutrition helps them perform better Mm -hmm. and they're able to achieve certain things you know people come back and just talk about that and and I'm like well it was you I didn't have that that wasn't me that's you you made those Mm -hmm. decisions I just was there going hey hi come on you can do it yeah here's the road here's the road you can either take the easy way or the hard way you know where the easy way leads you because you're there so do you want to take you know but it's also offering it to people uh in a way that feels good to them because I I myself every time someone says oh I'm on a diet I like I just hear the word and I'm like diet like oh you know like yeah there's so much negative connotation around the word diet because we feel like the reason we have to go on a diet is because there's something inherently wrong with us. But right. really, there's nothing wrong with us. There's just some small adjustments that need to be ma- made in order to optimize our health and our lifestyles. Yes, I, completely. You pick the words out of my mouth. Like I cringe when I hear the word diet. I'm like, mm. <sighs> yeah. My husband says to me the other day, bless his heart. So, um, we're going to be doing our spring diet here pretty quick. So, you know, as I mentioned, like he's a bodybuilder, like, you know, ex-competitor, I'm an ex-competitor. And when he said spring diet, I just looked at him and I was like, no, 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 we are not calling it a diet. I said, we can call it a spring cleanup. I can handle cleanup. But as soon as you call it a diet, I'm like, what do we have in the cupboard and how much can I eat before that diet starts? Like that's not, and then, and that's not healthy. Like I know that I'm aware enough to recognize, Hey, this is, this is how I feel about the word diet. This is how I feel about food. This is my relationship with food. And I'm not willing to allow myself to go there. There was a time where I was almost 200 pounds after, after a competition, my coach just dumped me was like, Oh, just go back to your diet. You know, a, a week before we watered you down. And I was like, what? You mean I've been eating green beans and chicken for the last three months and I have to eat it for another, how long do I have to do this for? Like, when do I get to have some actual food that I want to taste, you know, that tastes good? And like, you know, I ended up rebounding really hard because I didn't have the support, which is, you know, something that you offer, which I think is important. I didn't have the support. I didn't have not just the emotional support, but the mental support you know, and like my coach was just like, no, that's separate. Like it's not a part of it or, or whatever, you know, oh, like no. just sort of just like brushed me off and, and dumped me off. And like, I, oh my gosh, I ended up with hormonal issues. I didn't ovulate for over three years. Like I was told that, you know, there was a really high chance that I would probably never be able to have kids because when you compete, uh, I competed in figure competition and I did it naturally, which the majority of people don't do it naturally for right. a reason, because it's really, really hard on your system. You know, like I'm kind of a f- genetic freak. Like I lift a couple of weights and I eat clean and like, I just get jacked, like, boom, it's just a natural genetic thing for me. And, and I love it. I think it's great. My body is amazing. It's beautiful. But what happened was because I had dieted and dieted down for so long, I did three shows in one month's time. I completely destroyed my hormonal system. I destroyed my digestive system. I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep at nighttime. Like my, just everything was in total stress. My whole system had just basically shut down. I ended up with pneumonia competing with pneumonia. I wow. like, I was deathly ill standing on stage trying to keep the cough in just, just for what? Like just to, just to, you know, present myself in a 
pretty little sparkly bikini. Like <laughs> at no. the end of the day, that's what it was. Like that's what I was doing just to prove to myself. And while it was cool, like I qualified for the Arnold classic, I never ended up going because, you know, some personal stuff, my mom ended up really sick and passing away. So I just didn't have the heart to do it. But mm-hmm. all of those experiences compounded on top of things that I had already not addressed in my life. And then compound that with my coach just sort of just dropping me and I had to try and figure out how to eat again after you know after being like 126 pounds of stage weight like just like I think I was nine percent body fat like Ah. like ultra like scary mean like scary mean and and then trying to like rebuild my myself after that you know my my mental well-being my emotional well-being and then seeing the scale go up to 100 I think it was 197 pounds was the highest I ever see it saw it go and it was within five weeks my whole body was full of edema like the swelling from from water and I was in so much pain like excruciating pain and I I remember I called the coach I'm like you just dumped me. Like, how can you just do that? Like, look at what has happened to my body. And he goes, it's not my problem. Ah! And I was like, ah! but like, you're supposed to be guiding me here. Like, that's what I paid you for. You know? And I think, yeah. So after that, I was like, I just, I stopped competing and I still worked out and I still ate well, but it, like, it took a, it took a massive toll on my, my mental capacity for for the word diet yeah you know and and for even even thinking like you know I had a negative connotation with carbs for the longest time like I was like no 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 I only eat protein and fiber that's it and some fats like you know I was basically eating keto for like six or seven years and then I you know I had to stop eating meat last year in August I had to stop eating meat like just my body was just like nope we don't like this every time I would eat it I would end up in like excruciating pain or I would end up like violently sick and I was like oh okay I cut meat out and now I'm like only carbs only fats only vegetables and I feel great like my body even looks amazing I'm like how can my body look like that by not eating just meat and vegetables like I don't understand so I think it's super super interesting and I'm sure you've seen like you know in your your 19 years of doing this I'm sure you've seen such a spectrum of different different people and different situations and I can only imagine the stories you can share from that there's just so many over the 19 years there's been so many fads like you know fad diets that have come and gone and and you know people that have tried them and they come to me and they're like what do you think about this or what do you think about that I'm like what do you think about balance and sustainability and mm-hmm. what can work for you every day? Like mm-hmm. uh, that you can say, well, I can, I can drink water every day. All right. So let's start with that and see the results, start setting up some healthy patterns. I've had, you know, people that are like, I'm going to go work out every single day. And they've never worked out in their life. I'm going to go work out every day. I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to follow your plan but I'm going to work out every day. That's my number one. And I'm like, no, that's not balance either. Can you yeah, sustain exactly. that? Does mm-hmm. that fit in your life? Does that fit in your lifestyle? Does that benefit everybody that, you know, in your family? Like if you're like, sorry, I, I'm, I'm going to go work out and you're doing it for an hour or two hours every single day. That's not balance. Um, no. So, you know, I, I always try to encourage like, We'll start with a couple things that you can incorporate 
then it becomes part of your life that is sustainable, that is doable. Uh, I say, if you can work out three to four days a week for 30 minutes, minimum, you know, whatever type of workout you like to do, but I always say if your heart rate's up for 30 minutes or longer, then that's a, that's exercise. That's a workout go for a hike, you know, go for a bike ride. I love high intensity interval workouts because mm-hmm. they're not boring. Yeah, I, like <laughs> I don't like a treadmill like that is, but if somebody loves that, great. Then that's your thing that you can sustain and do two, three times, maybe four times a week. And that's realistic. Like, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. in extreme. I feel like if we can achieve some balance and sustainability in all of our eating and our, you know, sleep and mm-hmm. exercise, then the body's going to be happier. Like for you, you know, you discovered some of the balance of nutrients that your body thrives better. And that helps mm-hmm. you want to sustain that healthy mm-hmm. eating. And that's where <laughs> we want to reach. We want to say, Oh, this is working. I'm going to sustain this. And then you're accepting and that becomes your new healthy pattern, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you don't really look back when you reach that point. You're like, this is it. This is the, this is what works for me. And, you know, and everybody's different. Everybody Mm -hmm. has those different needs, but we find, you know, some need more protein, some need more um, fiber, you know, digestion is key. And Mm -hmm we find what what works and use the tools nutrition tools that we have at our disposal it's it does help to have a coach it really does it definitely does (laughs) I don't really have anybody coach me I have to coach myself I have accountability people around me like that Mm -hmm. saw me drifting right but Mm -hmm. I can't allow that to happen do I have a brownie once in a while sure but I'm not going to let it become my derailment. I'm not going to let it be powerful. Like I don't, I feel like when you make that shift and that acceptance, like I just mentioned of what works and what feels good, that's your power. That's your empowerment for when you are faced with other decisions of food choices or drink decisions or whatever helps you not be overpowered. By those temptations. I always felt before I got on my weight loss journey that food ruled me. Like food was the solution and was all powerful in how I, how much I ate, what I chose to eat. Like it was end all to all. I loved, you know, I love food, but it was like, it had power. I was always hungry. I had, you know, wacky cravings. And once I started to achieve that balance and what people start to see is they, they then become powerful over those food choices, mm-hmm. powerful over the appetite and the cravings. And, mm-hmm. and I love listening when people are like, you know, maybe three days into their new routine and their new meal plan. And they're like, I all of a sudden don't feel hungry at, you know, 3 PM mm-hmm. or I don't feel ravenous anymore. I feel more in control. I'm like mm-hmm. that's you seizing back the control. Yes. What we want. It's magical, you know, and it's a process. It's yes. A- and it's not an easy one either. Um, I was actually going to ask you 
even even in my type of coaching, like there are a lot of people that struggle with body image. Mm-hmm. Um, and how how do you feel adjusting nutrition and implementing even like you said three or four days a week where you do thirty minutes? Like how does that adjust someone's body image or self image? What have you noticed about that? Well, you know, I have that negative talk, and of course, like I said, we always have that dialogue in our head. We want to pick on ourselves. A lot of people like to pick on themselves outwardly, especially when they're dealing with a coach client situation. They want to point out their faults. And they want to mm-hmm. say, oh, I wish this or I wish that about myself. I want to get rid of these flappy arms. Look at these weeds. Mm-hmm. I see that all the mm-hmm. time. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get rid of those. Summer's yeah. coming. I got tank tops to wear. Yeah. <laughs> and, or, you know, they're like, oh, my, my hips or, you know, my belly. Yeah. I got to get like, rid of my saddlebags. I got to get rid of my muffin top. I got to get rid of my thighs. And it's like, yeah, that's a lot of stuff to get rid of. And so I, I, I try to not dwell on any of those. I'm like, okay, that's a great thing if that's what you feel is important, but we don't want to focus on that. We want to focus on how can we have the body have the best balance, nutrition, energy, vitality. We're looking for vitality. And yes. guess what? Reaches that or it's working on that. Those trouble areas you want to look at and focus on start to actually fix themselves. The body Mm -hmm. will get rid of the bad fats where it wants to first, where it's most beneficial for its health. The body can heal itself when given good nutrition and balance, good nutrients, micronutrients, macronutrients, hydration, the body will use that and get rid of the things that it doesn't need anymore. The body stores fat because it doesn't know what to do. Like say if you, you know, I don't know. A whole bag of chips. A whole bag of chips. Every single day you're eating a bag of potato chips every day and all those bad fats and starches. Your body's like, hey, I don't know what to do with this. So I'm just going to store it right here in my fat. And I'm just put it in my fat and it's going to hang out there because it doesn't know. It's just like, I, I really don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And Why are you overwhelming me with a bag of potato chips every day? <laughs> yeah. And so then the fat actually will grow on itself. Um, then if you compound it with some sugars, Oof. sugar and fat, they are friends. They love each other so much that they want to hang out all the time. And mm-hmm. so then you're, you're putting that sugar into your fat cells and then it just starts puffy. It gets, you can tell when somebody eats that type of eating all the time, because their skin and they're puffy, right? They're swollen. Yes. Yes. And so when you start cutting those out and you start shifting, you know, instead of bag of potato chips, how about we have, you know, some carrots and celery, um, have a nice glass of water with some lemon. lemon lime. Yeah. Let's, let's have that. Let's get the body hydrated. The body will go, okay, I don't need to store the fat anymore. And you start feeding the muscle, it will start burning the fat off. And then the transformation starts to happen. So it's just about getting in the things that the body needs to heal itself. And Mm -hmm. that becomes, you know, part of that. That's why I love, I love measuring my clients. Measurements to me are the most important. And I tell them, don't get on the scale, please. Don't get on there every day. And in fact, only maybe once a week, because inches are what are going to really tell the story photos Mm -hmm. clothing how you're feeling Mm -hmm. I you know sometimes I have to really like reach in and be like 
please, I'm going to come to your house and take your scale away because you're sending me negative things like, oh my gosh, I'm up two pounds today. Oh, I'm up 0.2 or I'm, I'm, I was down five pounds yesterday, but I'm up another seven today. I'm like, stop because you're making that be all powerful when Mm -hmm. it's Maybe, maybe you worked out and had a lot of protein the day before. Maybe your muscles are a little bit swollen from that exercise and the scale is going to reflect some of that. Get off the scale. Let's, Mm -hmm. you know, weekly where the inches are. Let's see where your body fat is. Let's see how your lean muscle is actually increasing so that it can burn that fat layer off. They start to see it. You know, I, I have a client right now that she, she's had a considerable amount to lose. And it's taken a few weeks to crack her pattern of getting on that scale every day. But you Mm -hmm. look at her, you look at her photos from three weeks uh, spread and you you're blown away. And it's all about inches. It's all about that puffiness getting out. And it's that mindset. You know, she was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. This is hard. And I said, what, what is the hardest part daily? Like what seems to be the hardest part? She said, well, my kids think I'm on a diet and they're kind of asking me about it. And I don't want them to feel like I'm doing something special and unique from them. I said, you're not roll them into it. Instead of buying this, buy that, instead of making this, make this for everybody. And your kids Mm -hmm. are to know or learn and adapt to this new healthy pattern. And you could set them up for the rest of their lives to have those tools of good health. Yeah. And I think it's so important because I feel like that's missing for so many people, so many families, obviously, you know, the current world situation doesn't help because people are feeling bad about themselves. They're locked down, they're locked, locked up, you know, so uh, they're not able to go to the gym, like lucky for you guys you know, you've been able to remain open, but there's a lot of places where it's not, which, you know, that's a whole other story. But for those people, do you have any words of wisdom for like one small shift that they can do one small action step that they can implement right now to help put them back on the trajectory of good health? One small thing, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, just like the most minute thing, you know, it's, it's the, it's a daily decision. It's a daily conversation with yourself about where you see yourself, how you want to feel Mm -hmm. and the decision to say yes to yourself, to what you want to feel as far as health and balance, energy, saying yes to that and saying, yes, I'm going to make the decisions that lead me in that direction. Know that it's possible, no matter what your background is, no matter where your patterns were or used to be or currently are, you can say, I can make a change today by just making one decision. And that is closer to my goals. I'm going to eat or drink and have that positive thought about what is possible. It really just starts with the decision. That's amazing. And I would also like to ask you, Kim, how can people get in touch with you? How can people reach out to you? Well, I'm on the socials, uh, mm-hmm. and Instagram. I'm not a super active on Snapchat, but I am there and I don't do Twitter really. I'm on, um, you know, telegram and, and those things, but, uh, yeah, you can find me mainly on Instagram and Facebook. So it's just my name, Kim from, and on Instagram, it's Kim underscore from, you'll see me. It's my profile picture. 
Amazing. That's the thing is I am always looking to help people globally, locally, globally. Um, it's really, it's all a matter of let's go, let's, let's do this together. So yeah, because we are in this together. Mm -hmm. We are look at this across the country, across the the continent. (laughs) Thank you so much for this opportunity to share. Thank you. Thank you for being a wonderful guest. And, uh, to all of the listeners and all of the viewers out there, I will be um, putting Kim's Instagram and Facebook handles in the show notes. So you can check that out. And, and to spell Kim's last name, it's F-R-A-H-M, not F-R-O-M-M. It's been a pleasure having you here, Kim. And I look forward to the next time. Thank you so much. Have a blessed rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you.